Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, you guys, what's hanging? It's your girl, Kate Warman here, and welcome back to another episode of the Heart of Dating podcast. I want to know what's good, y'all. How are you guys doing? How we feeling? Is anyone feeling the pressure of ring by spring? We are in the heat of spring right now. I really hope you're not feeling that pressure at all, but I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. Hey, if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're listening. If you didn't know, this is, we have a podcast that launches every single week and we have a plethora of podcasts that cover the subject of dating specifically and dating as a Christian to be even more specific than that. And so if you have a dating question, Chances are we've covered it in the past four years since starting this podcast. Now, lately, I have had the honor and privilege of bringing my man, JJ Tomlin, my fiance, onto the show, and it's been so much fun. Today, we have another video podcast for you guys. Hey to my YouTube peeps, what's up? You guys, it's been so fun to be able to do this podcast via video because it just brings a new dynamic, especially when JJ is here. You get to see us interacting, and it's just really different than just listening to us. You're starting to get to know us a little bit more. So will you do me a favor and go check out the podcast on YouTube. Will you like, subscribe, watch this specific episode on YouTube instead of just listening to it? It would mean a lot to me and to our entire team. Now, if you missed it last week, we talked about our sexual past specifically and how that impacts how we show up in dating, whether or not we have an extensive sexual history or we have little to no sexual history. And in fact, we may be a virgin. How does that impact how we're showing up in dating and what happens when somebody we're dating and eventually in a relationship with reveals to us that their sexual past is really different from ours? How do we handle that? How do we navigate it? Like, what is right in this scenario? How would Jesus treat this scenario? The reality is actually, you guys, that JJ and I have very different paths. So I really want to encourage you to check out last week's episode because it flows perfectly into the topic for this week where we are talking about physical boundaries. Y'all want to know about physical boundaries. It cracks me up so much. Anytime I put up a poll, what do you guys want to know in dating? Physical boundaries. We want to talk about it. We want to know all the things. Well, Well, guess what you're not going to get from this podcast? You're not going to get a prescriptive set of rules where we tell you, do this, don't do this. You know, I think that we've all, most of us have already been burned hard enough by the purity culture and the legalistic set of rules that we may have received during that time in our lives. So we're not here to do that. However, we are here to help guide you in knowing what your boundaries are, helping you to set those boundaries with the person you're dating, and then also helping you to keep 
those boundaries. So JJ and I talk specifically about what we suggest and also what we did in our relationship. But I really want to stress in the beginning that it is so important that you know what your boundaries are specifically. And we're not going to tell you what those are for you. You need to wrestle that out with your community, with God. That is a personal thing that you need to figure out for yourself. Okay, so... I am so excited to get into this today. Another steamy topic. If you like this episode, would you do us a favor and share it with a friend, either the YouTube version or the Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen version. It would be helpful because we love when more people get to hear the podcast. Okay. All right, guys, that's it for today. Another episode with my man, JJ Tomlin. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Heart of Dating. I'm here with JJ. Hello. <laughs> hey, we're waving at you on YouTube. We want to encourage you if you've been listening for a while. We started our YouTube version of our podcast a few weeks ago, and now you can see us again in our matching sweatshirts because we like matching. Yeah, you'll see. We were see, also matching last week. You'll see Kate and all of her animated reactions, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> To observe, not to be on the other side of. <laughs> you'll see the dogs interrupting us sometimes. Yeah, you'll see you'll me see, flexing. Uh, but what? Yeah, you. Oh. Every once in a while. Okay, go ahead. Show them right now. There well, we go. Wearing a big sweater, so you can't see my <laughs> biceps. Wow. But JJ getting... just loves to flash his bicep. I mean, he's like, babe, look, doesn't it? Doesn't it look bigger? I'm like, I, yeah, totally. Ladies, if that, if your man does anything <laughs> like that for you, same vice versa with the guys. It's a bid for attention. And so it's not, always no. say yes. Yes, Just it tell is. Them, well, okay, John honey, Gottman you, says, talks about the bid for say? attention. That when somebody gives a bid for attention, you eight out of 10 times, you should at least pay attention to the bit of attention. Eight out of 10. That's a funny. How did you I think learn? it's eight out of 10 times. How did you learn or, that? <laughs> I don't remember. It's like when you come out and you're like, babe, do I look good in this outfit? Like, what am I supposed to say? No. No, I'm going to say, baby, that's the best outfit I've ever seen you in. (laughs) And when I flex my arms, you say, those are the biggest arms I've ever Ever seen. seen. Wow, honey. They are. Are they really? And then you're like, are they bigger from last week? Baby, they're getting bigger. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. He just wants to be the incredible. I'm going to be like, am I going to marry the incredible Hulk? Oh my goodness. I'm going more for like a Clark Kent, you know, Superman. Cut look. You don't want to turn green. Well, that's you when you get angry. So I don't want to take your thunder. I think I turn red. You turn a lot of colors. (laughs) Well, today we are talking about physical boundaries. And last week we talked about sexual past. And I want to be clear with this episode before we really dive into the content. You know, um, I've talked about this now a while. I wrote about it in chapter three of my book about, it's called Never Have I Ever, the chapter. And I wrote about sexual past and figuring out your sexual ethic, which we're not going to go into in depth in this conversation. But I think that it's really important to, that today we're not going to be prescriptive in terms of like, here is exactly what your physical boundaries should be. Mm-hmm. Make out, don't make out. Hold hands, don't hold hands. Sleep in the same bed, don't sleep in the same bed. Like be alone in each other's house, never be alone in each other's house. We're not go- about to list out your physical boundaries and what they exactly should be because I actually don't think that's going to help you at all. 
with figuring out truly what yours are and setting them and keeping them. Because in order to really know your boundaries, set them and keep them, you truly have to, well, we're going to go into all the steps here, but you really have to know yourself, know your history, and also talk to God about like, okay, God, this is my history. This is my past. What is my sexual ethic? What do you say about sex? What is the Bible and scripture say about these things? Why are they important? And um, and then from that place and processing, praying, knowing yourself, asking God, looking at scripture, then you develop your, your boundary, your physical boundaries. And then from a place of truly knowing those things, then you can walk them out. Because if you are just going to listen to ours right now off the gate, like it's not going to be connected to your heart. It's it's like when you're doing something without a deep why. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the why behind the what. Yeah. Like the why behind the boundary. Mm. That's a million times more important than, you know, the what. And, and be- the the checkbox of the boundary. Yeah. And because of purity culture and so many rules that we've gotten in this way, I just want to really encourage you that this is a really important time for you to think about, okay, I'm not just going to take a set of rules from Kate and JJ because I want to know exactly how they did it. Instead, I'm going to figure out my own why. That's aligned with the heart of God and scripture. Yeah, because what's more, what's going to hold you accountable? A conviction built off God's word and gift of of physical and your sexual nature or a a checkbox uh, list that you got from a YouTube or a podcast? Yeah. Like which one's going to ground you? Yeah. Which one is going to be more powerful to stick with? And more a com- yeah, a conviction, yes. you know, or uh, an emotional checkbox, mm-hmm. you know. And Tim Tebow actually said this: "It's like, are you are you grounded and rooted in conviction or emotion? Because yeah. a vic- conviction is a lot stronger. That's like, you know, when you're going to the gym. Like, are you acting out of a guilt and emotion of feeling overweight?" Or are you acting out of a conviction to be healthy and to steward your body? Yeah. Which one's going to be more sustainable in the long term? Which one are you going to stick with? Yeah. So. And and that's where when, where I have found my sexual ethic and where I've crossed my own boundaries in the recent years or in the past is because I wasn't grounded and connected to that true why. It was like I was just doing it because I think I should. When we're shooting on ourselves or other people should on us, it's not going to stick. It really is not going to stick or it might stick, but it might stick because of a shaming narrative Mm. of like, I can't do this because otherwise I'll be judged and condemned forever. And then I'll get chlamydia and die. (laughs) 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 But truly like, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, sure. Hey guys, this is a great podcast. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta let out the dog. I think you got up in here, Kate. I'm gonna let you go solo on this one. Stop it! You are so hilarious. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> that was good. But truly, like we need to know it for ourselves versus it being us shitting on ourselves or other people shitting on us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 shitting yeah exactly i wrote about that in chapter three of thank you for rejecting me yeah don't let other people shitting on you <laughs> shit on you <laughs> shit on you <laughs> okay so here's what i gotta say about physical boundaries off the gate they should be <laughs> okay okay <sighs> we're coming back to center i get the giggles sometimes um. <laughs> okay, okay. 
So I really believe that boundaries should be rooted in power and not fear. And, you know, a lot of people are saying like, oh my gosh, I need to abstain from sex before marriage because I just don't want to get too attached to the person or I don't want to be with someone who only wants sex or like all these things. And a lot of times I, or I need to do this so I'm not judged by people. A lot of those reasons are driven from a place of fear Mm -hmm. versus from a place of power, from a place of being empowered, but from a place of truth true conviction. And there is a difference because when you are, when your boundaries are rooted in fear, they're often then also rooted in shame and you're, they're not going to often stick or they're going to cause you shame throughout your life. So I want to encourage you, like, if you're saying like, well, like I can't do this because this is like, I'll be so judged or I can't do this because this and the other, that is not a good those are not reasons that are going to be sustainable. Like you want your physical boundaries to be decided and crafted out of power and empowerment and conviction. Yeah. And always, I mean, acting out of fear, you know, like if you're going to go serve in your church, are you serving in your local church out of um, fear that if you don't, like God's going to be upset with you Mm. when you go serve, you know, the homeless in a food drive, like, are you, are you showing up out of fear, you know, in your life? Like, uh, Whenever you're acting out of fear in your life, it's never healthy. It's yeah. never good. It's never what God wants you to act out of. Like, yeah. And we know that because perfect love cannot coexist with fear. Yeah. And so in the same way in your sexual ethic and your boundaries, like acting out of a place of fear and don'ts, 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 don'ts <laughs> is not, that was like club, like don'ts, don'ts. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> acting out of that is, is one, it's, it might work temporarily. It might even work for a while. It's just. I don't think that's where God's heart is it's not in the sexual the ethic. Run. Yeah. And yeah. more importantly, it's not going to serve you in a sustainable way that, that really glorifies God, even if you're abstaining from it. I mean, yeah. the Pharisee is abstained from sex. Like there's a lot of people who abstain from physical things that doesn't always make it done in the right way. I think it's, right. it's the heart in which you do it. Really coming to the heart of God. And here's like, here's some steps that we recommend. I think the first one is knowing yourself. So in tandem with the last episode where we talked about sexual past, like you need to know yourself and mm-hmm. your past and you need to ask yourself, like, what is my sexual ethic? Like, what do I desire? And make that decision. If your decision is to abstain from sex until marriage, which is beautiful and wonderful, Mm. like no matter what your sexual past is, whether you've had sex or not, if that is your desire, like, first of all, we encourage you to go through those layers and again, make that decision based on a place of power, empowerment and conviction Mm. instead of from from a place of someone told you that's how it should be. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Fine. I'll do it that way. Yeah. Like, you know, and so that should be where we're starting, but then the question is, okay, that is my sexual ethic. This is my decision. I feel good about that. Now the question is, what do you know about yourself that you need to, that informs what kind of boundaries you may need to set knowing yourself? Okay. Like knowing my past, this is now for me, knowing that I want to abstain from sex and I feel clear and good and confident about that decision. Like, how do I now walk that out? Well, for me, I know that this is a decision, but I've also not always followed, like there's things that may tempt me or there are situations I may be in that may cloud my judgment personally. Um, And so, and there are things that like I often in my past really have desired to connect sexually with men because that's what I have 
I have confused love with sexual intimacy and like cherishing with sexual intimacy. And therefore I've often engaged in those things so that I could feel a sense of love. So Mm -hmm. I could feel a sense of being cherished. And so I need to know, okay, like when I feel like I know that sometimes I'm not always running perfectly. My love buckets are not always perfect. And so because of that, I need to just put guardrails in place so that I'm not falsely then turning to this person late at night to make me feel love and feel Mm. connection when it's really just a place that's coming out of lack that I can be getting for myself elsewhere and specifically from God. Yeah. Through fellowship with, I think the body Mm -hmm. believers through doing something for myself, taking myself out on a date from reading the word and understanding how much God loves me. Yeah. And I'll be honest, you know, I always felt like when it came to physical uh, boundaries and expression and and sex, it's, um, it's always a compensation for your lack of your lack of intimacy elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And specifically, if you're not fulfilling your intimacy, like your bucket with God, and fellowship with brothers and sisters, yeah. then you're going to turn to the next best thing on earth, which is sex. Yeah. And I think it's directly correlated. So I definitely notice in my times of, um, in my sexual past, my, my best times in sexual victory mm. was when I was most connected with God and, and fellowship yes. with a great community. That's great. And my times of, you know, greatest defeat was when I was a lonely, I was not in my Bible I was not connected with God. I did not have any kind of spiritual nourishment. Yeah. And I was just looking because if you're not getting it from this place, you're going to go to the next best thing. Yeah. Sex or, you know, the whole list. But yeah. it's it's always a just a supplication for like your heart and soul. Yeah. It's filling something, you know. And so for me, I know that that is a big area. I mean, my history is very much like in high school and beyond. Like I would do sexual things with guys a lot of the time, not sex, but I would do things with guys to feel connected, to feel Mm -hmm. wanted, to feel cherished, to feel desired, to feel beautiful, especially on a day where I may feel ugly or like not like I would have gone to the guy and been like, "Mm," like, you know, and so I need to know these things about myself. And as I continue through time to heal, I've healed a lot of these things, but I still need to put boundaries in place. Yeah, Look at the boundaries and then also look at the end result. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, how did those things leave you? Like it made me feel through. empty. It made mm-hmm. me feel not loved in the, it was very temporary for me. Yeah. 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 It's, and so use that always as a reminder to going into it as like a sober reminder. Like, yeah. How did this leave me? How did I feel last time I did this? Yeah. Was it good for me? Yeah. And I think, um, that's kind of like the three seconds of courage. It's like the five minutes, 10 minutes of courage, like to work up the, mm, like, I know I feel this urge, but like, th- I know this is how it left me. And I know when I go to God with this how much better it is yeah. Uh, because the reality is, is even when you're dating, when you're in a relationship, when you're engaged, when you're married, that temptation, those urges, like they don't go away. Yeah. They don't disappear, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's always, it's going to be baked to him with you because you're a sexual being. And that's a, that's a good part of our being that God created. If God created it, it's a good thing Mm -hmm. that the devil loves to hijack though. Yeah. Oh Yeah. So I think that's the first thing in, in how to set boundaries. Like mm-hmm. you have to know yourself. Yeah. Know yourself and um, 
you know, just align with the other person. Like you want to pursue God and glorify him. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes in a layer later step mm-hmm. that we're, so right now we're talking about knowing ourselves so that we could properly know what our boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Right. And so another thing I would, I would suggest is to be honest early on with the other person about what your boundaries are. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is within the early stages of dating yeah not relationship not engaged you should not be sharing your boundaries <laughs> when you're engaged <laughs> when you're engaged oh my gosh hopefully should be obviously early and be you know i don't know you tell me feel here. empowered yeah, by that be, decision and be be honest and transparent don't try to take it easy on them or be gentle with them or make it so the other person pleasing. can receive. Yeah. Don't make it easy for them to like receive. Yeah. Just say, hey, this, I have a history here. And because of that, like I know where I can end up. Or maybe you don't have a history. Yeah. It could also just be or like, you this don't. is my decision. Yeah, you don't. But I think you have to be honest early. Yes. And just be like blunt with it. Like, hey, this is my boundary. Just and, so you know. Yeah. And this is why. And I think one of the earliest boundaries that I like to set is that I, as much as possible, don't kiss on a first date. And so, and that's like sometimes a great area for people of like, you know, sometimes guys want to go in for a kiss and even Christian guys, it can even be the case. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you don't know, everyone is coming to the table with different things. Also, if a guy tries to kiss you on a first date, don't just judge him and write him off of like, oh my gosh, he must have horrible boundaries. Like you don't know his story. You don't know him. Just don't do that. Anyway, that's what I'll say there. But anyway, like be honest. If you feel like you're really vibing with somebody and you feel like they might try to kiss me at the end of this date, you do not have to kiss them. As as the woman, I will say like, I often just, first of all, I wear red lipstick on a first date. It's the no kiss (laughs) lipstick. Yeah. Fun fact. That's a universal. I didn't know that. It's the like, don't kiss me. This will get all over your bright face. Bright red do. lipstick. Yeah, like really bright. But I was like, I interpreted the opposite. Like, oh, you want to put the red lipstick <laughs> on my cheek, you know, like the movies. That's really funny. Absolutely not. So the no kiss red lipstick. And then I'll often say to a guy, I just want you to know, like, I want to be really honest up front. Like, I just, I don't kiss on a first date. Um, and yeah, that's something, and that's not because end. I don't like you or I'm not connecting with you. It's just part of my sexual ethic. Yeah. And that's great. I'm saying it from a place of confidence, from empowerment. Yeah. And if somebody gives you that, that's great. I think that's awesome. I think it's wonderful. And if somebody doesn't do that, it's not like, like you said, it's not always an indicator that their uh, boundaries are really out of whack. Mm -hmm. So I think the reality with boundaries is we're trying to be cool versus being clear. Yeah. Like we're trying to be like, I'm cool. Like, Oh, they're going to kiss me. Like I wouldn't normally kiss them, but I guess I'll kiss them. Like, I don't want to be not cool. I don't want them to not like me. We're so worried about the person liking us because we're putting too much value and stock in that, that then we don't even early on stick to our boundaries. Yeah. I would just ask you guys, what's more important, being cool and having this person like you or sticking to your boundaries? Yeah. And your convictions and your guns, which is more important. Which is why it's important, again, with the first part of what we said, to form your boundaries and your sexual ethic from a place of confidence, empowerment, and conviction. Yeah. And not out of a place of fear. Absolutely. And I think here's a really good test for this. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about this. Um, If you're a Christian, you've probably had non-Christian friends at some point ask you, Mm -hmm. oh, you don't have sex before marriage. Like, oh, like you don't, oh, you don't do this. Oh, you don't do this. And then they ask you why. 
if you cannot give an adequate answer on why you have these rules and these boundaries, like I think it's a really good opportunity for you to deep dive like the sexual ethic, mm-hmm. our sexual being as, as humans and why it's such a great thing that God created and why we want to preserve it. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, and your answer is just like, because we don't. <laughs> like that's not a very enlightening conviction yeah uh, that's also not going to really because i was told not to yeah and that's like, not a very good conviction and either. you might even be able to hold that but it's just i don't i think there's just so much like you're doing a disservice yes. to the gift of sex and, and what god created is it's so much like what we said it's so much more than that mm-hmm. it's so much more than a don't it's so much more than a rule yes it's it's a whole entire like universe inside of of us that god created that is a good thing. Yeah. And and so like don't be cool, be clear. That's, you know, be honest about what your boundary is early. Yeah. That's I good. Think, that's a good bit. Don't I, be cool, be clear. Yeah. This is really important. I say this all the time. You really need to be able to get on the same page with mm-hmm. the other person as you're establishing boundaries. Yeah. It's like I say this, like if you're on page 2 and they're on page 3, more than likely you will end up going to page three. Yeah. So if my page two, and I don't know what's on page two, right? If my page two is, I don't want to hold hands or, you know, that's silly, but like, whatever, like, I don't want to, this is my boundary. Then you need to ask and invite the other person. Are you willing to come to page two with me? And is that something you can pray about and honor and respect and also find that same conviction and honor that? Because if they say no, or if they're like, that's fine, but this is really my boundary, then it's, you will end up going to page three. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. It's true. And that's not because you're weak. It's just because they are not on the same page with you, which means they're not going to create environments that are necessarily going to honor your boundaries. Because they're not, there's two things. One, they're not going to respect your page to stop. Mm-hmm. And three, what's most important about setting that physical boundary, if you're going to get into the nitty gritty and say, you know, this is page two, page three. And is, like how practical is this? Yeah, is what it is which is me. great to get that practical. You got to get clarity. Do not leave this stuff unsaid. Yeah. And, and feel your way around it. Again, do not be cool. Be clear. Because I think we've all flirted around with the, you know, feeling your way around the boundary. So what is better than that is, and what is important for you guys to know is when you set the boundary, you're kind of like setting that hard stop. And that is good, like intention on paper. Okay, this is a stopping point. But what do we do? We go right up to the stopping point. We flirt with it. We go up to it. Like it's a hall pass for page one, two, three, four, all leading up to it. So just be really careful that you guys aren't setting the hard stop because you just have to have that hard stop. But be really clear that these boundaries are set out of a a heart desire to please God, to glorify God and everything that you do say. And the conviction that you truly have. Yeah. And, yes. and the conviction that this is why. A good conviction. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, saving as much of that sexual experience for marriage is a great thing. Yes. The right person, here's this important, the right person will be willing to honor your boundaries and will not pressure you. Yeah. The right person will be willing to honor your boundaries and not pressure you. I've had so many relationships in the last several years where this is my boundary and the guy was not on the same page and he didn't honor my boundary. Yeah. And he was, he would say, okay, all right, that's fine. But like truly in his heart, he wasn't on that page and therefore push come to shove. He wasn't honoring my boundaries. Yeah. And guys and girls, 
And you know, granted, I have I have stock in that. Like I uh-huh. could stop it as well. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like Well, I think um, you know, it is up to the male from the gender experience to to lead and guide here. And I will just say this. You will only respect somebody's boundary as much as you respect them. Mm-hmm. And it's a great barometer. If you want to know how much somebody respects you and wants to honor you, look at how they respect and honor your boundaries. Yeah. Wow. It's such a great barometer Mm -hmm. that words, fluffy words, the charismatic, the charming, that person who can get by a lot of stuff, but is kind of sneaky on the backside. Mm -hmm. Just look at their actions and no matter what words they say or how they address it, look at how they respect and honor your boundaries and you'll find a great indicator of how they respect and honor you. Yes, that's so good, honey. Thanks. Wow. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the next step here is very obvious, but once you've established boundaries Mm. and you guys are on the same page, again, page two, both on page two, or if it's page three, both on page three, whatever the page is, you're both on the same page about Mm. it. Then you got to keep accountable. And this is where I just have to say this. I saw this years ago where, you know, the accountability looked like this in different friend groups I've seen and experienced of like the accountability looked like confessing it quote unquote to somebody else. Like, man, I did this with, with my boyfriend last night or blah, blah, blah. And telling that to another friend who was also doing the same thing. And therefore that per they told them they confessed it. And then the other person's like, Oh gosh, girl, I totally understand. And you know, it's okay. I've actually done the same thing or I actually recently did the same thing. And thank you for telling me, but I totally get it. You're totally good. And so it's like, it's, and therefore it's like, then they both go out. Do they ever stop? (laughs) No, they never actually stop. They're like, Oh, I confessed it. I got it off my chest. The other person kind of validated me. They're kind of doing the same thing. Good. And I'm not alone here. Yeah. And it's not like they're, it's kind of like an unsaid, giving each other permission Mm. to do Keep a doing whole pass. It. Yeah. Again, another it's hall a whole pass. pass by, and it's we see this a accountability. ton. Yeah, we see this a ton um, yeah. in our communities, and it's it's very normal. I find, I guess, this has probably happened throughout the age of Christianity, mm. but it's uh, extending a whole pass because everybody else is doing it, and once you know that, then it's okay. Yeah. Versus looking at your conviction and scripture and what you've aligned with on God. Yeah. And like with that, and I actually believe in this, I truly do. And I am in my thirties and I don't care. I'm going to say it. I believe you should get accountability that you are afraid of and not afraid of in a bad way, but like afraid of, of like, man, like if I had to tell this person that I cross this boundary, I would not like to have that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. That's the tough love person that you gave permission yeah you gave and most importantly you gave them permission you gave them authority in your life to speak as the top of the fountain down to you saying hey you're better than this Mm. like it's not okay you know like you you and i both talked about this like we're not going to do this anymore yeah I agree, babe. Yeah. And, and I've, so we actually have two friends or we have a couple that we keep accountable to. And then we each also keep accountable to friends separately Mm -hmm. or to like our board of advisor people. Yeah. 
So there's multiple people for our side that for how we've kept accountability. Yeah, both couple-wise and individually. Yeah. And it's important because I would say two things. Make sure you're proactively volunteering information. Yes. You have to invite people into this. That's a thing. Don't just expect that people are going to try to keep you accountable. They're not going to follow up on you. You need to say like, hey, this is what we decided. I want to invite you into asking me any questions you need to, checking in with me. Yeah. Like, if you're okay, I want to be open. If anything does happen, I want to be the first to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's, um, you know, whatever it is, whether you're single or dating and you're having somebody hold you accountable, just try and get it on a rhythm. You know, it doesn't have to be, if it's, you guys are in shared space, Mm. have a code words like, Hey, how's the weather lately? Good or bad? You know, just have (laughs) a way, you know, have a way to kind of check in and be creative about it. Um, especially if you're like in public or in a small group setting yeah. and then make sure you're having the individual kind of download as well. Oh, I have friends that straight up asked me, Kate, and they are like graphic with it, like this, that, and the other. And I'm like, thank you for asking me. I really appreciate that. But I've given them, I've asked them to, and I've given permission. That's the thing. Again, what it's not about being cool. Like if you have a sexual ethic that you are convicted about empowered by, like you should be doing everything to maintain that. And that means setting a strong accountability, not weak accountability. Like we are human beings. We need accountability in so many ways. Like, honestly, if I have a gym plan, unless I have people also rallying around me and keeping me accountable, that's why I love having a trainer because the trainer is going to make me do it and keep me accountable. And I need that because I know otherwise I'm going to half-ass it. It's great. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. And what's more important here too, is going back to the why behind the what. Yeah. If you're setting, you know, these rules and half, you know, heartedly kind of acknowledging them and having somebody follow up on them and, and being accountable, it's like, it's really, you're not going to be driven by conviction. Yeah. Yeah. And conviction, it's such a loaded word. It's such a great word. Conviction. Yeah. Conviction. Yeah. And when you're convicted by these boundaries and you have other people there to hold you accountable, because the reality is this, that my favorite part of the, about the title of this episode is it's it's how to set boundaries, right? Like understanding the why, the yeah. immense why, the know beautiful why, set them and, keep and them. how to keep them. Because how to keep them is really hard. It's mm-hmm. like a diet. It's like, you know, it's very easy to slip up on this stuff. Um, so keeping them is probably just acknowledging that you're not going to be perfect here. Mm-hmm. But what you can be perfect about is how you respond and how you change it moving forward and how you set up guardrails, yes. you know, to these, these triggers and these reactions. Cause you are a human being with a sexual side, which is a great gift. Beautiful. And we celebrate that side cause God made it. And it's just a journey that you're going to have to learn by probably mistakes And so when you make those mistakes, it's more important about how you respond. Yeah. And I think it just comes back to knowing it. The first part is knowing him, setting him and Mm. keeping them, but knowing them has to be deep. And if you are constantly crossing them, I have a feeling it's because you don't truly know and aren't truly convicted by them. Yeah. I think it's probably, you're not truly convicted because you're not And you don't know why you do not, but it's always be connected to the why that's, you got to do it. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, this is the same information I would use if I was like encouraging somebody in a business, like 
your business is going to flounder unless you know your why. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to hit a stopping point or a failed idea and you're going to give up. If you don't know your why and it's not super clear and you are like leaning into that every single day and you feel empowered by it, then your business is going to fail. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's like a total random analogy, but I think it's true. I love that because when you have a strong enough conviction, you also have tenacity like you're tenacious about this stuff like it matters it's important you know it's not a it's not a it's not a playground it's not something to play around with and i think that's why the bible speaking towards sexual sin uses such like strict and harsh language it's flee you know it's 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 run (laughs) because dramatic yeah but it is you're it is um you know it's the devil's playground you know to mess around and catch us sleeping and um it's like you have to have a lot of sobriety here yeah so and that i really respect kate's sobriety and her why behind the what and the Mm -hmm. army of accountability people that she had in her life like i could tell even though there was a sexual background there is a serious like tenacity to handle this and uh, keep her accountable and and glorifying god yeah i love that it was so attractive yeah yeah thanks baby you're welcome And so keep accountable, get strong accountability partners. It's again, not about being cool. It's about being clear and also being clear and inviting other people into that journey with you. People that aren't just gonna be like, it's okay. It's fine. You're good. Like I've done it too. Okay. Those are not the people who should be your accountability partners. Hello. Exactly. (laughs) Get new ones. Yeah, exactly. It's not about the should. The should not, it's not about the do's and don'ts. Oh. And if, and if you are there, like my heart goes out to, you know, I grew up in rural Tennessee with a youth pastor who handed out the cards mm-hmm. and gave his best shot. Like I love the intention there. Like he, I know he loved his kids. I know he loved us and wanted the best for us, mm-hmm. but it's the why is so much more important than the do's and don'ts yeah. and your do's and don'ts will never hold Yeah. unless you know the why. Yeah, Exactly. That's probably like the whole heartbeat of the episode today. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and so that's basically it for physical boundaries. I mean, there's so much more we could say. Like I told you at the beginning, we're not going to give you this specific list, right, babe, of Mm -hmm. like make out or don't make out. Like do this and don't do that. Like there are... I really want to encourage you before we even share all of those parts for us, like you guys need to get back to your why, back to the heart of God. If you've been shooted on a lot (laughs) from other people telling you what you should be doing, or if you've been shooting on yourself, like take it, you need to work through those layers and come back to God. What is your desire for sex? What is sex? What is your desire for sex? Like, and, and sexual intimacy. And what is like, what is my sexual desire? Do I have shame about my sexual desire? Like how do, how can I work through those layers of shame, the, the layers, those things so that I can get to truly what is beautiful that you have created and then develop my why around that Mm -hmm. without a place of like outside of a place of fear outside of a place of shame and into truly the beautiful conviction, empowerment, excitement around this wonderful thing that God has created. Yeah. It's so funny. I think about like when you're 15 years old, it's Friday night, you're trying to go out with your friends and you say, hey, dad, can I do X, Y, Z? No. Why? Because I said so. (laughs) The worst. 
Yes. That's not going to do me any good on understanding why you don't want me to go out. I know. I literally thought of that earlier. Yeah. Like there's no, you get, no. Yeah. Because so I imagine said so is the that, worst yeah. reply. Like, there's just no trust and there's no like, well, now I really want to go. Now I really want to go be a bad boy and open up my windowsill. <laughs> this is Kate. Sneaking out. Excuse me. I had to. Yeah. I did the- <laughs> Sneaking out because, you know, you if you don't understand the why, you're probably going to break it. Yeah. So know your why first and then you can set the boundaries by being honest with yourself, honest with the person early on, mm-hmm. getting on the same page and then keeping them looks like getting on the same page, staying on the same page and getting great accountability yeah. within the process. And here's the thing. If you guys mess up, like we are not the people that are going to be like, oh my gosh, you need to break up immediately. Like gone. The relationship is over. I really don't believe that at all. Personally, I believe there's so much redemption and that God can do so much. I hate that personally when people are like you've messed up now break up yeah i know lots of couples i know and you guys probably do and you do as well who have been through the gauntlet of sexual experiences and boundaries and Mm -hmm. you know we know the couple who has not kissed till the altar Mm -hmm. and we also know couples who really you know messed up on boundaries and so god can use both god is greater than those mistakes and god can use both um, I think so. It's so important. It's super. Yeah. I, and, and like I said, I, I hope Kate's experience and my experience really speak to maybe one side or the other and feel free to comment questions, yeah. you know, what you guys want to double tap on into. YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. It's super helpful for us because yeah. we know these are really hard conversations. There's lots of great content. I was laughing when we were doing the prep for this because <laughs> every Christian couple you've heard talk about this. What did they say at the beginning? What? Babe? Well, we weren't perfect, <laughs> but <laughs> here's our list. <laughs> and oh my so, gosh, it's so annoying. It's so funny. It's I'm so like, we're not going to come on here, babe, and tell them exactly what we did or exactly what they should do. I yeah. just am not here to should more on you. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> we're not going to come on here and say, well, we weren't perfect. But here's the list. (laughs) And like you get it out of us. I think, you know, some people learn that way. But what's more important, what Kate and I decided is like the why behind the why. And maybe we can do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. it might be even fun as like an engaged couple who hasn't had sex yet because this is what is like teachable and what we're placing our bets on and what our conviction is and why. Like, why do we view sex the way we do? Yeah. Even though we've never experienced it together. Yeah. You know, in marriage. Yes, that should be a clarifying thing. We've never had sex. Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Together. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey guys, I hope this was a good episode and helpful for you. I really encourage you to also listen to last week's if you missed it about sexual past, talking about that, approaching your partner's sexual past and history when you should bring that up. So good. Um, comment on YouTube, like and subscribe because now I'm a YouTuber. But also if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever, if you would consider giving us a review and ranking us and subscribing there, it would also mean a lot because you know we are still on those platforms and we do a lot of work to prepare for these podcasts to produce these podcasts to get this out to you every single week and so if you are a consumer of this our only ask is this is a free service which is awesome would you consider liking subscribing reviewing us it really would mean a lot it does help us in this whole process yes thank you so much we should read out some of the reviews the most recent reviews so 
we'll do some shout outs all right guys we'll see you next love week. you guys thank you so much bye the heart of dating podcast is created by kate warman it is a part of the converge podcast network our incredible editor is the one and only scott caro our theme music was developed by the amazing christian ledoux Special shout out to Anjali Maga and Gabriella Asperu, who make this show possible each week and help to keep me sane. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesday. So we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.